Well, hello again, and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person. On this edition of The Conversation, we're speaking with Vanessa Cullors. She is Housing and Economic Specialist with DVAC, which is the Domestic Violence Action Center, which organizationally lives under Fairfax County's Domestic and Sexual Violence Services. Our topic of discussion today is housing and economic support for survivors of intimate partner violence and all that that entails. Vanessa, thanks for being here on the County Conversation. Looking forward to the conversation. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it as well. Good. Kind of a a deep subject, so we'll, we'll keep that in mind as we go forward. But I think the first thing that we need to start off with is a, a definition or explanation. When we say intimate partner violence, what does that exactly mean? So for us in domestic and sexual violence services in DVAC, we think of intimate partner violence of individuals who are in an intimate partner relationship who are experiencing some form of domestic violence, whether that's physical violence, emotional violence, um, individuals who may be experiencing sexual violence within an intimate relationship. Intimate partner uh, violence is kind of a a, a touchy subject or... It is, and and we see that many individuals who are experiencing intimate partner violence may not necessarily see their circumstances as violence. Mm -hmm. There may be arguing in the family, there may be physical violence, there may be controlling behaviors um, from one partner toward another. Um, Individuals may see that as just their normal kind of way of relating to each other. It's kind of life, right? Yeah, and may not really understand that that is intimate partner violence. Um, And we try to provide services to help individuals identify what their experiences are and then bring support. Okay. So when we're talking about the intimate partner violence, the violence word of this three-word description here is can be physical, but is, is more than physical. Can be emotional, financial. It can be. There are lots of dynamics to the intimate partner violence. So I think most folks think about um, the physical violence first and mm. think that that's mm. how we identify intimate partner violence. Right. It's by right. hitting, pushing, slapping, biting, those kinds of things. Um, but there's so much more to it. There's um, pieces of control within the mm. relationship gotcha. that prevents individuals from making their own choices within a relationship that may impact uh, making decisions about children, making decisions about employment, making decisions about coming and going freely from a home, um, and then certainly emotional um, aspects to it as well, Um, name-calling, putting down, those kinds of things. Okay. And you you may have said this at the very beginning. I'll I'll be honest. I was trying to get my notes together, and I I, I may have missed it. Um, Intimate partner, some may think husband and wife. But intimate partner is is more than that definition, correct? It is. So individuals may be married. They may be cohabitating or living together. They may be in a dating relationship. They may have children in common. They may be, um, you know, dating partners. Okay. So there's lots of differences and, okay. and variations within that. And does it also transcend over to gay gay partners? Absolutely. Okay. Um, it exists within our LGBTQ plus community as okay. well, All intimate right. partner violence. It, you know, whether individuals are married or not or dating, um, it's not just men and women. It happens in LGBTQ. It happens in the trans community. Right. Um, it happens across 
all relationships, all economic statuses, all cultures. Um, and that's the partner word of this three three word sentence, is, if we will. Yes. Okay, all right. Well, I think we've kind of kind of set it up very well, so that we kind of know what we're talking about, and the audience can kind of you know get some visualization of of the topic today. We're specifically talking about housing and economic support for the survivors of the intimate partner violence. So let, let's let's break those down into two. Let's first of all talk about housing support. When we say housing support, what does that mean? So for individuals in the county who are impacted by intimate partner violence, we want to make our advocacy team available to the community to provide information and connection to resources and supports related to housing. So we can have conversations with individuals, learn what their circumstances are, and then you know, provide options based on what their needs are. We can assess for emergency kinds of situations through our lethality assessment protocol. We can help make connections to emergency shelter for individuals who are eligible. We can also help make connections to our family shelters. We can help individuals access affordable housing options in the county and then link individuals with housing location assistance, if that's something that they're interested in, or potentially relocating to another area where they may have family or friends um, and where safety may um, increase for them if they potentially move to another area. Mm-hmm. Okay. You mentioned shelters, and you know, there was a couple of varieties of those, I think, if you will. The emergency-type shelter and then and like an ongoing-type shelter situation. Um, do you know how many shelters there are in Fairfax County that, that you guys work with? So we, um, through our DVAC partnership, we partner with Shelter House, who operates our 24-hour domestic violence shelter, mm. which is our um, 24-hour emergency shelter in Fairfax County. We also partner with Bethany House of Northern Virginia, which is also a domestic violence-specific shelter program for individuals um, and families fleeing. Um, we work closely with both of those programs to assist individuals who are seeking emergency shelter in undisclosed locations, um, as well as our family shelters for individuals who may not be eligible for our emergency programs um, and still may need um, more urgent support as well as the wraparound comprehensive case management services that are available through our shelter programs. Um, We work with Kate Hanley, Patrick Henry, our family shelters, as well as um, the family side of Embry-Rucker in the county to be able to help link individuals with shelter programs. Perhaps this is a good time uh, to to mention it. We'll we'll try to repeat it throughout the, the conversation. The 24-hour hotline number, did you want to plug that now? And, and before you do that, I'll preface it by saying, if it really truly is a life-threatening situation, please just call 911 first. So, absolutely. 24-hour hotline. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. Sure. Truly, yes. If it is an emergency situation where you need an immediate response, calling 911 is the best option. Um, and then potentially, you know, for non-life-threatening situations or for individuals seeking more information or support, connection to our office or to other resources within DSVS, contacting our 24-hour hotline um, is the next best option. And that can be reached at 703-360-7273. And we, that hotline is staffed by um, our staff members as well as trained volunteers to be able to hear the needs of individuals and help make connections, mm-hmm. help provide support, help provide safety planning in the moment as well as um, helping connect them to ongoing, ongoing services. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And again, that's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 24-7, we're always open. That's awesome. Okay. Um, You mentioned the information and connecting part is is kind of what you're doing. When someone calls this uh, 24-7 hotline and needs help, um, and let's just start with the information part of it first. Maybe they're looking for information. What are some of the types of information that, that you're providing and, and how do you do that? So individuals calling the hotline may be seeking very specific phone numbers. They may be seeking the number for legal services. They may mm-hmm. be interested in filing for separation and divorce and they need some um, legal advice. So we would you know, try to encourage some conversation around how we might be able to support that, but then also provide the referral to LSMB. Um, so that they can make that connection. Can that legal Services of Northern Virginia okay. to be able to get some legal advice, um, potentially speak with an attorney and, and get some representation depending on the individual's eligibility for their services. Individuals may be calling to just learn more about options. I'm experiencing, you know, I have an intimate partner who is controlling and is verbally abusive. I don't know what I can do. Mm. So the individual answering the hotline can talk through options with them, can first assess for safety, um, address our confidentiality policies, and then really just engage in a conversation with the person to kind of learn what what their circumstances are, what their needs are, and then really tailor that phone call and and referrals and connections based on the individual needs, Um, which is something that we try to do across all of our programs to really Make sure that we're um, individually focused and in, and providing options so that individuals are informed and can make their their decisions based on that, what's best for themselves and their family. Right. So it seems to me, as someone not involved in this line of work, <laughs> that having that conversation with the caller to kind of really determine what he or she is going through helps then lead to a recommended connection, if you will. For services, a program, etc. So, the the listening part is really crit- critical and crucial. I think it is. The listening is is a big part of that because you know we we try not to ask too many questions. We want to hear from the individual about mm. what their needs are, what their experiences are. Um, you know, we don't like to make assumptions about how someone may be feeling about their situation or what they might want to do. We try not to um, be directive. In our um, information giving, we don't want to tell folks what they should do or, or what they could do, but really just provide options to let them know, you know, here are the possibilities. If if you're thinking about separation and divorce, here's some options that you might want to think about. Um, legal services is an option. Um, we have some um, pamphlet materials and some online resources that provide some very basic information about separation and divorce that we can send to individuals um, by email. We can send it to them by mail. If individuals um, have recently experienced something physical that they are really wanting to make change, we can talk with them about the protective order process. We can talk with them about emergency shelter. We can talk with them about safety planning so that they can be safer themselves without encouraging individuals to leave or to make a particular decision based on how we may feel about the situation. Right. But we do want to make sure that we're encouraging individuals and assessing for safety using our um, lethality assessment protocol so that if individuals are in immediate danger of physical harm, if they could be killed, then we're, we're going to share that information with them and then provide the support. 
We're having a conversation with Vanessa Cullors. She is housing and economic specialist with DVAC, which is the Domestic Violence Action Center. We're talking specifically about housing and economic support for survivors of intimate partner violence, and we're here on the county conversation with Vanessa. We hear the acronym DVAC, Domestic Violence Action Center, and I was on the website before the interview, and according to the webpage, it says the Fairfax County Domestic Violence Action Center is a comprehensive co-located service center staffed by county agency and community nonprofit partners created to provide culturally responsible information and support services for victims of domestic and sexual violence, stalking, and human sex trafficking, along with their families. DVAC also promotes the accountability of those who have caused harm through these crimes with specialized prosecution and supervision. So, um, pretty accurate statements. It is pretty comprehensive. We have a partnership with county agencies and community nonprofits, just like you've mentioned. We partner with with the Women's Center, we partner with Legal Services of Northern Virginia, we partner with Jakeda, the Jewish Coalition Against Domestic Abuse, we partner with Shelter House and, and Bethany House and, and other community programs as well as the department within the Department of Family Services to be able to provide comprehensive services for individuals and, and really create opportunities for linkages and, and warm handovers right. for individuals to be able to access whatever it is that they need for themselves right. and their families. And in case folks didn't catch it, it's both not only Fairfax County government, but also community partners mm-hmm. that you're working with to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I didn't, I don't know that I actually realized or thought about before I looked at the website before the interview. Uh, there's not just one location for the for a BVAC. There's multiple locations. We do have multiple locations. We've um, unfortunately had to reduce some of our operations due to COVID. Sure. We're currently operating, um, you know, we when we're up and running fully, we operate out of the historic courthouse in Fairfax. Mm-hmm. We operate out of the main courthouse in Fairfax um, in partnership with the intake office at Juvenile and Domestic Relations District Court. We have an office um, at the Highland South County Building. Um, we also partner um, with Neighborhood and Community Services and operate an office out of the Herndon Neighborhood Resource Center. Um, we're also exploring other opportunities to really embed our services within the community so that our services are available and accessible to individuals wherever they live in Fairfax County. Now, we've covered some of the informational resources, I think, um, services offered through the Domestic Violence Action Center or DVAC. Uh, did we cover all the services provided or do we need to kind of rehash that and let you kind of highlight some of them? Um, I think we've I think we've covered most of that. Okay. Um, and and really, I think the emphasis is is really on you know we do truly try to tailor our services based on individuals' needs, um, so that you know even if there are things outside of the DV community that individuals need, it's not uncommon for our team to be able to provide not only the DV services but also you know information about benefits and information about childcare and information about other kinds of things um, that are also impacted the the housing, um, how to access financial resources, how to access financial assistance for free in charge. Every no, all of our um, victim services within DSVS are free of charge. Okay. Um, they're all free for county county residents. We had kind of talked about earlier about housing support, and the part of this conversation is is twofold: not only housing but also economic support. 
What, what does that economic support mean? Are you helping people actually find jobs? So we work within our partnership. We are not um, employment specialists, but oh, we do yeah. work collaboratively with community agencies and organizations to be able to link individuals with help to um, develop a resume, help to get some interviewing skills, help mm. to locate employment based on their past experience, their um, you know their skill set, what kinds of work they want to try to do. Um, you know we can work within um, you know county resources to be able to connect with our one-stop employment shops to be able to link back with public assistance and employment um, and employment services division within um, DFS as well to be able to provide that information so that if individuals are seeking that support, we can right. we can provide those linkages. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just as a reminder, we're, you know, kind of at this height of Omicron pandemic right now as we're having this conversation. So, you know, there's a lot of staffing shortages, you know, staffing is a, being affected. Um, and we talked about the physical office locations, that type of thing. Um, if folks wanted to, to go into the courthouse office to talk with someone, do they need to make an appointment? Can they even get in? What are they, what are the hours? Talk to that for just a little bit. Sure. So, you know, with the pandemic and now with Omicron coming, um, we are able to meet with individuals in person. We do strongly encourage appointments. Um, our hours of operation. Um, within the Domestic Violence Action Center are 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday. Mm. We encourage individuals to call our main number to access um, information and support and to schedule an appointment. Um, we can be really creative about how we meet with individuals. So if um, we know that individuals are experiencing many challenges right now, not only due to illness, but um, sometimes with school closures and, and children mm. being at home, transportation challenges, um, you know, we can meet with individuals over the phone. Um, we can meet with them virtually. We can meet with them in person. We do want to make sure that that we're able to um, meet their needs as well as um, balance, um, you know, how many people are coming in and out of the office and those sure. kinds of things. So calling us and scheduling an appointment is um, the recommended um, action at this point. And we'd be happy to um, work with individuals to, to really meet with them. It's and, how they and is that number different than the 24-7 hotline number? So okay. the main number for DVAC, um, the Domestic Violence Action Center, is 703-246-4573. And again, our hours of operation are 8 a.m. Um, to 7 p.m. Okay. Monday right. through Friday. All right. So again, a couple of telephone numbers. I'll, I'll go ahead and throw them out, and then we'll try to make sure we repeat them here at the end of our conversation. We want to make an appointment with DVAC. 703-246-4573, 24-hour uh, uh, domestic and sexual violence hotline is 703-360-7273. And I want to kind of make sure we highlight something that you and I talked about before we began recording today. And you mentioned South County, I think, is one of the locations that we you know, maybe have a presence in. But we had talked about before we started recording about an initiative that Y'all are looking to start here soon, I believe, trying to figure out how to serve the underserved in the South County portion of Fairfax County. Yes. So our data shows through our lethality assessment and through our hotline calls and through calls for services across our programs that that there are people in need of services in South County. But we're, you know, we see that that there may be some um, 
some challenges for individuals. Um, we're not sure what some of those barriers are. We would expect um, that we would have, um, you know, increased participation. So we're trying to really work um, within South County to learn who the partners are, who's operating in the county, um, what services are available, who may be doing some of the DV work in South County. How can we partner with them? How can we learn from the community what their needs are? Mm. Um, you know, what we offer may not be helpful. So we want to really engage with the community and with the providers in South to understand what the needs are, what the experiences are, um, who they who they trust to be able to provide services, mm. and and how we might be able to to change the way that we're doing business mm. to be able to more fully serve populations there more effectively. And uh, just call the main DVAC number if someone is interested, or is that the best way to go about it? Absolutely. I've been reaching out and, and scheduling appointments and things with, with folks who provide services along our Route 1 corridor. But if anyone would like to partner with us, I would encourage them to call the main line at DVAC um, and ask to speak with me. I'd be happy to, to speak with them and talk with them about how we might be able to partner to serve our residents in South County more effectively. Okay. So that's Vanessa Cullors. Call the main line, 703-246-4573. Yes, <laughs> so that's correct. hopefully it leads to a lot of calls uh, I, to, hope to so. do that in you as well. We're on the edge of our time limit here. Uh, any final thoughts, anything I haven't asked you, anything you want to make sure you leave our audience understanding about domestic and sexual violence services, the DVAC, et cetera? I would just encourage anyone who may be listening that if you have a, a friend or a family member or a neighbor who may be experiencing something, Share our phone number with them. You know, if if you feel comfortable, you know, invite them into a conversation. Right. I I understand that that you may be going through some things right now. I'm, I'm wondering if this phone number might be helpful or or how I might be able to help because right. we want to make sure that individuals in our community know how to find us and know how to reach us. So anyone who may know of anyone who may be experiencing, or if there's someone out there who has experienced intimate partner violence or is currently experiencing intimate partner violence and hasn't reached out for help, um, please do so. We know that our numbers have increased due to the pandemic. Please call us. We'd, we'd love to be able to help. And again, this reminder, if it is truly a life-threatening situation, call 911. But if you just need information, referral assistance, or just want to talk to someone, call the 24-hour domestic and sexual violence hotline, 703 if you'd like to schedule an appointment to talk to someone, have a meeting, etc., call the Domestic Violence Action Center, 703-246-4573. Vanessa, thanks for uh, being here with us today to kind of explain this uh, uh, topic to us and uh, help promote and publicize what's going on in the community with DVAC. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. You're more than welcome. Thanks to you guys for uh, listening to our county conversation today with Vanessa Cullors. If you want to get more Fairfax County news, visit fairfaxcounty.gov slash news. You can also call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329. And that's weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. The County Conversation is produced by the Fairfax County Virginia Government.